Welcome to episode one, guys. If you've ever been held back from raising money due to a lack of property experience, then this episode is definitely going to be for you. Because today's episode is all about something we hear all of the time, and it isn't true, which is that you need loads of property experience to raise money. We're going to show you why it's not true and what you can do to change this belief. So let's get stuck in. Hey guys, you're listening to Raising Finance Talks with Sam and Al. We're on an absolute mission to help developers raise their first million from investors so they can go on and do deals with six-figure profits. So if you're not moving forward with your property business through a lack of cash, then this podcast is for you. We're going to deep dive into all aspects of raising private finance. So thanks for listening and let's dive in. mate we made it episode one this is exciting and um let's hope we don't uh, explode the internet but um i'm sure we'll be fine um but yeah mate i mean let's just get stuck into this and go straight into you know what is the actual problem here when it comes to people needing experience to, to or feeling like they need experience to raise money yeah, so most people who are new to property believe they need lots of experience in property to gain credibility with potential investors, uh, which means that they quite often they don't get started because they lack the confidence to move forward um, and approach investors. And it also means their confidence is reliant on something in the future that hasn't happened yet, um, as opposed to something in the past. Yeah, mate, I think that's really it's really valuable, really key point, especially one at the end that you mentioned there about people like pinning their confidence hopes as such on something that hasn't developed or hasn't been created yet um, through, you know, this thought pattern or belief that they need that thing to then become confident to then go out and raise money for, you know, for their business. And I think, I think that's a really valuable point, something that we're definitely going to delve into more um, because, you know, the past is where the money's at. And I think that's really, really, really vital for us to, um, to, to, to point out. So let's go into this again. So we've got a problem. We understand that this confidence issue, um, things that are going on, um, with, with people about having to pin their hopes on, on the future and not trying to think about what they've already done and how they can use that to their advantage. But if someone's wondering like what that actually looks like for them, you know, how do we how do we help them with that? What does that look like for someone in their day-to-day life? So in day-to-day life, that would show up generally. The kind of actions we're talking about would be you know, general inactivity, um, spinning thoughts in your head that aren't serving you, like I need more experience for someone to invest, or why would someone invest in me? That can quite often lead further to further things like procrastination or you know busying yourself with other other less important tasks than raising finance for example and this might be you spending another three or four hours on right move rather than (laughs) working on raising money so basically what you're saying is by having this thought pattern or thought process that you have to have done loads of developments or you have to have had sort of at least some more experience in property to be able to get out there and raise money. You're sort of saying that the the knock-on of that is 
effectively all the other things that happen instead of the thing that needs to happen so you know people will will just start to you know go off on one on right move you know <laughs> they, they'll start procrastinating they'll start looking at facebook while they're on the toilet things like that <laughs> exactly uh, don't laugh guys we've actually had that one of our clients told us that <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, and quite often, you know, that if you're taking those kind of actions in in your business and you're not moving forwards, then you know the, the results that you're creating when you take them is you, you're not moving forward in your business, and therefore you don't become more experienced in property. So you know that result directly leads from thinking, "I need more experience for someone to invest in me." Your result is you don't become more experienced in property. Absolutely. So you're just standing still then. Um, and again, yeah, this is, this is so important it is most confidence comes from doing right from yeah. actually getting stuck in from being involved in whatever it is you need to do. Um, that, that confidence comes from there. And, and if you're not doing the stuff you need to do, it's very, very difficult to sort of manufacture any kind of confidence out of that. So, um, yeah, I, I totally get that. It makes complete sense. Um, so, right, we've got a problem. We kind of know now what that looks like for people in a day-to-day life. So we need to start, you know, thinking, how do, we, how do we solve this problem? You know, how would someone get over this issue of, you know, feeling like they need more experience in property, hanging on to a, the future self, the future sort of I must do this to become confident and then that burying themselves into all of those other things that they would do instead of tackling the the raising finance issue so how do we help someone solve this issue what 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 would we delve into here yeah I think there's a few different things we can do really um there's certain things we can do in the here and now which can give you clarity um, on who you are as a person and what you bring to the table. Um, you can work on that now and take that into the future. And also, I think looking at your past, really, uh, and what you've done, what strengths, weaknesses, or any kind of knowledge or expertise that may be relevant to property. Um, a lot of people will think that whatever they've done in their past has no relevance to property. At least oh, that's yeah. <laughs> that was... Um, yeah, that's been my experience with some of the things that um, we've worked on together. Yeah. Um, when I started raising finance, I just, you know, I, I didn't have, I didn't have confidence um, or, yeah, kind of clarity really on what I brought to the table for an investor. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I know we've had some similar things with, yeah, with clients we worked with as well. It's not until you really ask a lot of questions and start to explore your past and what kind of relevance that might have on on the deals you're doing and then the value that brings to the project and an investor, um, you start to see how powerful that can be when you look to the past. Yeah, I mean, yeah, anything that we've done together um, and also, you know, the, the things that we've been working on with people at the moment, it, it, it's amazing to think, you know, we spend, I don't know, I'm 38, you're 40 next year. You know, you spent so much time doing stuff. Like our life is rich, right? We've, we've been through a lot of stuff in that time. 
and you go through challenges, you go through good times, you go through different industries, you go through different jobs, you go through different education, skill acquisition, the amount of things that you do in that period of time is endless. Absolutely. Yet people don't even look at that. Like they would not look at the past and say, why is that relevant to now? And I do think if, if people just take the time to sort of almost just do a brain dump of, of the things that you've achieved, the things that you've, the challenges you've got over, the education you have behind you, the job experience you have in terms of, you know, the different careers you might have delved into and then start to look at you as a, a person. I agree, like strengths, your weaknesses, your knowledge, your expertise, your experience, all these things, when you start building them up from the foundations, they become really powerful um, as as a whole. But also then when you start nitpicking the things out, which is what we did with you, right? Where, you know, you see this big wall of information on a whiteboard where we've drawn out all of your experience, but actually... You know, when you start nitpicking these specific things that might be relevant to why an investor would invest in you and and, and what that means to them, you know, you really start to get this powerful sense that, okay, I, I have a lot to offer. Hmm. You know, I know it might not be, you know, I've built a skyscraper or I've done 20 developments or, you know, I have you know, masses of experience in specifically in property, but I do carry a bag full of shit that's relevant to you getting a result that you want as an investor. Mm. So, you know, let's, let's, let's have a, like delve into your stuff, Sam. I think it's really valuable for people to hear it. Um, it's really valuable for them to sort of, sort of see the journey or at least what you worked on, because let's not forget, you know, you've raised, you know, just under 10 million quid. That's a lot of cash to raise for someone at the beginning who really didn't feel the value of all of this stuff, right? Yeah. If we're being honest. like Yeah, totally. So yeah, yeah let's, you know, let's, yeah. let's get stuck into that. So when we started working together um, and we looked at what I brought to the table, if you like, or what I thought about myself, I thought, well, you know, I worked on the tools as a builder, doing kind of internal refurbs and general small building work. And I thought that would be of some benefit when I was doing developments. That's really all I thought about. Do you know myself. the ironic thing about that though, mate, is that when we first had the conversation about it, I remember you drawing it out. Um, and obviously we had all these different things that, that you've done in, in the past and we really looked at it. But it did take you a while to like pinpoint that as something oh, yeah. of value. Like you, you kind of, okay, I've been on the tools. I, I, you know, when we started questioning you about, okay, so tell me about being on the tools. You're like, well, I've pretty much done every trade you can possibly do. And apart it's from like, plumbing. Apart hate, from plumbing. I hate plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, that's the thing. It's, it's really putting a microscope on those things, isn't it? And, yes. and, and, and feeling, okay, what is the value there? Hmm. So when we sat down and looked at what I really brought to the table, you know, I experienced a massive shift in how I view myself and the value I have to other people and 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 my projects. So this an example could be like bill costs for example. You know, I knew 
in the early stages of a project, even doing sort of project analysis before I made an offer, I'd be able to accurately price builds before offering on a property. So, you know, a lot of people wouldn't be able to do that. And when it came to, you know, post completion and they're getting quotes in from builders, then, you know, quite often there might be an extra 10, 20% on a build already before you've even started, um, which is obviously going to have a big impact on your numbers. So, and also, sorry to jump in, but another thing is with that is, you know, one of an investor's biggest pains might be, and I'm not saying it is for all investors, but might be for a portion of investors out there that they don't know how to do all that stuff. Like they don't know how to do all that. That's one of their biggest pains is they're going out, they're looking for deals. They, there goes the letterbox, everyone. <laughs> yes, we're in the home studio. Um, but they're going out and they're looking for deals and they can't pinpoint all of those things which stops them from moving forward just like the same example of having experience in property will move me forward for them it might be having you know someone there that can accurately do all this for me so I don't have to worry and it de-risks it for me they're they're going to move forward now because they're comfortable they're a bit more confident in in, in that transaction. So I think I didn't want to jump in, but I think that's really key to, to pull out. Well, just what you said on risk as well there. You yeah. Know, if you if you can work with with someone who can de-risk a project, then yeah. that's big for an investor. Like, you know, ultimately the question that every investor is going to have in their mind is, is my money safe with this person? Yeah. You know, that's what it's all about. Absolutely. Um, so what does it mean to an investor that I can accurately priced build costs well it's unlikely that build costs are going to you know spiral out of control because i've got good cost control experience and i can price accurately from the start and if there's any issues on site when it comes to you know builders you know a lot of people experience builders walking off site or maybe they go bust then i could call on my network of subbies and friends i worked with over for years that i can bring to site so that would mean that the build wouldn't ever have any significant delays as well so yeah. again keeping keeping everything on time on budget that's a huge thing for for any project so that means a lot to an investor yeah and and i think you know when you really you, when you build that out and you you're almost stacking that up right you're almost stacking that up to it's like your offer it's like as as a developer or or someone in property it's your offer to someone right and you're stacking up that experience in a way that you know really makes sense to someone why they should invest in you and I think that's really really key here and that's what it's done for Sam and and there were so many nuances there that within what you said that that just are really really valuable you know the 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 running of a of a project the the timing of a project the costs of a project um, the, the understanding and the knowledge and knowing what goes wrong, um, you know, being composed when things go wrong, you know, even that in itself, you know, is, is a huge asset to an investor, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> well, though? I've got to interrupt you there because <laughs> one of the funny things that came out of a project I finished um, about a year and a half ago now, uh, it was the first um, development I'd done with an investor and... 
Yeah, it was tricky. We had we had issues with uh, party wall. We had issues with the build, um, and then COVID came along. So we had you know it was tough to buy materials and get everything finished on time. It was a hard project, I would say, in terms of what I've done so far. Probably the hardest one I've done. At a meeting with the with my investor uh, after the project had finished, he said, um, "You know, we're chatting about how it went and through all the various you know issues we had throughout." Um, and I said, "Oh, what, what do you think it was like working with me throughout?" And he said, "Well, Sam, he said, I, one of the great things was." I always felt like you were part of the solution and never part of the problem. Yeah. So that was quite a nice, like, funny sort of backhanded comment. I quite appreciate it. So I'll never forget that one. So thanks for that. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's massive that. And I think that that's the kind of feedback, you know, obviously you, you, you love getting and it, but it's really key. Like that's the whole point. This is what we're trying to create here. We're trying to be the solution. We're trying to help you become the solution to all the problems uh, because you know we all know that there are just shit loads of problems that come up um you can't avoid it you can't you know you can't deny it it just happens and you know having that sort of composure i guess through your 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 previous experience and stuff like that is is really vital um and i can imagine that would be something that would have stuck with your investor for ages but I do know that everyone's probably thinking, hang on a moment, you said this episode was all about having a lack of property experience and giving your example. It might sound like you had loads of experience. Now, I I know that that's kind of true and not true at the same time. Um, You know, you obviously were on the tools, you worked um, on building sites, stuff like that. Um, but you hadn't got loads of developments under under the hood at that point. So I just wanted to kind of clear that up. And also wanted to say that, you know, let's give another example of maybe someone who who didn't have that much experience or, or probably any at all experience in terms of property and, and how they've had sort of breakthroughs when, when we've had conversations. So let's talk about <laughs> one of our clients at the moment. We were on our sort of one-to-one session with him and we're at the stage with him where you know we're trying to look back into his past figure out what it is that that is a value that he's done and we're doing an exercise we do with all our clients which is we we spend time whiteboarding out like you know the whole of whole of their life almost and and really get a good bird's eye view on on everything they've done so that we can then start pulling things out that might be of value and one of the things he said in a blase kind of way like just off like just water off a duck's back kind of comment was yeah you know and I I had a degree and that's all he said you know and why don't you just tell him like what happened after that because it was quite funny you know in terms of you know, this is a prime example of something someone's done that could have huge impact or, or value to somebody else in terms of credibility, but they don't see it. And just to set the scene on this, our client came to us and we, you know, we asked about the different things they want to work on or things they think they lack um, in property that they want help with or might need assistance on. And one of the things was finance 
Yeah. That's what he said. And numbers as well. And numbers, yeah. Numbers, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he wanted num- uh, just details on numbers, right? So anyway, we, we delve into this conversation with him around, okay, we start nitpicking on things. You know, what? tell us, tell us a bit more about this degree you did. Um, oh, yeah, I, you know, just a bachelor's in, I think he originally said finance, um, I think. And then we were like, well, what, what do you mean about finance? What, what was the exact degree you did? And he said, oh, the science of investing. <laughs> and you're like, wow, what, what, what does that mean then? And we sort of had this long conversation. And basically, it just turns out that he just has a deep understanding of finance, economics, investing, numbers. And he just created this story in his head that, he wasn't good at that stuff because it wasn't like specifically in property. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. And he'd also, as well as getting the masters, he'd also set up and run a class to teach 18, 19 year old students on the same kind of thing. And that was once he got his masters. So, you know, he'd actually been teaching people the same thing that he'd been learning as well. I think the word he actually used is I am a lecturer. A lecturer. So, and I want to point this out. Now, I'm not, I know we're, we are joking about this. We are laughing. And I know, you know, it's, it's easy to just pull things out and say, well, that's valuable and that's valuable. But think about it from the eyes of an investor and, you know, the credibility that you're searching for to create that confidence within yourself and within the investor. That, that type of thing, when really and I don't want to use the word too much, but packaged up in the right way or communicated in the right way to an investor, it, it will build that credibility um, and it will build that confidence in inside you if, you if you can look at it through the lens of the investor. So I think that's really, really, really key. We want to give another example because we want to give a well-rounded view of this. Um, so... What was it? Let's let's give the other example. I think you know what I'm talking about. So, so this client feels like he hasn't got any credibility in property because he hasn't done any large developments before, but he actually has a huge, huge network of people because he works with thousands of different people each year in his industry and has worked in that industry for thirty plus years. Um, so he already has credibility built up with those people uh, that are in his current network and those people who know, like and trust you, you know, you've already got the credibility there. So it makes, a, makes it a lot easier to open up conversations with them. Yeah, mate, this is, and I, again, this is just another like avenue for this whole credibility thing that, that we're sort of, we're kind of searching for. And, you know, he he genuinely genuinely did believe he didn't have that in the bank in terms of i haven't done a development so therefore he literally said the words why would someone invest in me because i haven't done a development before but he, the thing is you, you're looking at, at it from the wrong angle right so if you look at it from a totally different angle you know you already have that credibility in the bank because you've been working with that network of people for decade after decade after decade so if they know you well enough they trust you enough then you know you're presenting an opportunity to them 
which is another story for another episode of how to build, you know, a, a, a great opportunity for an investor. But if you're if you're going to them with a, an opportunity that you're excited about, these are people that know, like, and trust you. So therefore, you're not in that position with having no credibility. It's already built, okay? And I think that's really, really key aspect of it as well. So we've had three different examples there of how people can look into their past to get confidence for today. Um, what else can people be doing now? Yeah, great question, mate. Um, I love it. Just getting stuck in now. Um, so I think one of the biggest aspects to start with is we call it creating a story stack. So, you know, you, you've got to look at the past and, and draw out of that past you know, the relevant things. So you're looking at your knowledge, your expertise, your experience, your strengths, your weaknesses, really looking into sort of what 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 they are. And then you, you're delving into, you know, where are you going? What what's what's the vision all about? What what is this thing that you're 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 doing and why are you doing it? Getting deeper on that and then getting more intentional is is really helpful. So starting to look about you know, around your goals, what, what you're trying to achieve. Um, once you have a bit of clarity on those things, you can start to look at your property strategy. Like what is the vehicle that you're going to ride? I mean, you just got to think around those things first before you then start going out. You, I think one of the biggest problems people have is they're going for the deal first and they're not thinking about any of these things. They don't see the relevance in this until they get into these conversations or they just can't pull the trigger on on going out there and raising finance because they haven't got that conviction that they need. So that's what I would say. And, and once you have you know a bit of a clarity on on vision, a bit of a clarity on what you stand for and you know and, and what you believe in, you know what your goals are, what kind of property strategy you're going to create to to get there, then you you're just looking at what does that mean to an investor? You know, what does that all mean to an investor? Because investors are people too. You know, we we forget that sometimes. They yes, they have the money. I understand that. But but they're, they're people and people do business with people. So having that clarity in, in all of those areas is, is really, really vital. So when you have clarity on what you bring to the table, you'll be able to speak with conviction and confidence to investors about your strengths. You'll also be able to communicate how you cover off your weaknesses through your team or partnerships you have with other people. And ultimately, this will build your credibility and instill confidence in the investor that you can actually deliver this project. Yeah, mate, I, I, I just think that's it, isn't it? You, you just nailed it there in terms of all of the things that, you know, it, it brings once, once you can round that, round that stuff together. So, yeah. Um, in terms of, you know, why do we choose this episode? I think one of the, the the biggest reasons that we decided to cover this topic in one of our first episodes is because when you take this barrier of entry away, it it really does free people up. Um, it, it's it's a bit of a eureka moment, light bulb moment, whatever you want to call it, when someone actually does look at the whiteboard or wherever you 
managed to to get this information, this brain dump out, when they look at their past and they go, wow, I, I do have value to offer to an investor. I can bring value. Um, that that really creates a bit more certainty in someone that that develops into confidence because it's based on factual information. It's not based on some sort of feeling from the future that you have to be some sort of property guru to to raise money. So I really think that that is massive and really really important. So if we can free a few people up today just by listening to this. Um, I think that we've done our job. That's all we're really trying to achieve here. That's it. Yeah, I'd agree with you know you totally there, Al. Because when we went through this exercise, I left the room a different person. You know, completely different understanding of who I was and my value and what I brought to the table. Um, and we've had the same with a client recently who texted us two or three hours after after leaving the um, leaving the office. Um, and the day we spent together and they were so thankful of, you know, with the work we'd done and how it transformed them as a person in just one day. And they had a, com- you know, complete mind shift about how they viewed themselves. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, I remember that. And he, it was just that, I think just seeing it, I think that's the thing. Like you don't, people don't get the chance to see that today. They don't, they don't get the chance to look at, it sounds a bit, abstract but look at their life on a, on a whiteboard and, and have the opportunity to pick out the valuable bits so um i agree it's 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 really it is life-changing and that that's sort of why we're trying to share this message i guess um so look we we know that there's just loads of information to cover in all of these topics and we do plan to dive deeper and deeper into as much of this stuff as we can throughout all of our episodes um, but in the meantime, you know, if you do have any questions or if there's anything from this episode in particular that jumped out at you and you want to have a further conversation about it, just DM us on Instagram. We're at Raising Finance Club. Uh, we'll, we'll put the, sh- the uh, link in the show notes and, you know, just just feel free to get in touch because we, you know, we're, we're here to help no matter what. It doesn't have to stop here on the podcast. So thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe and watch out for the next episode very soon. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thank you.